Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome into another episode of BG in the morning. As always, I'm with my co-host Brett, and we are excited to bring you this episode. Um, kind of a, a lot of things happening. Um, so first, if you want to start off with the NFL, um, what do you got? Yeah, you're right. A lot of things happened this week. Uh, it's kind of the, you know, the theme of the NFL. Really, last season was crazy, and I think this season has gotten even crazier. Just we don't really know what's going to happen on a week-to-week basis. So we'll go ahead and start with our week seven recap. Um, you know, one of these teams have already played. They played last night and they uh, they, they lost again. So it, it goes even farther. But Buccaneers and Packers, their seasons are over. I'm just going to say it right now. I don't even care if they make the playoffs. Both these teams can just forget about uh, making any kind of run whatsoever. Um, you know, even the Buccaneers, they, they, they played last night. They are probably without Shaq Barrett for the rest of the season now. The team thinks he might have tore his Achilles, so that just makes it even worse for them. And the Packers lost to the Commanders, and they have no receivers. They Aaron Rodgers is not playing like Aaron Rodgers. Um, they're just they're just not good. Tom Brady is two games below five hundred for the rest of, or for the first time in his career, um, and they're just they're just not going to make the playoffs. Buccaneers might get into the playoffs based off how bad their division is, but. Packers had the Vikings in their division and they're five and one. So I think the Packers will miss the playoffs and the Buccaneers may get in as a like four seed and maybe get upset by the five. Yeah, I, I definitely don't see the Packers making it. And, and I think the thing is uh, Aaron Rodgers is kind of done trying to fix the situation um, rather than he's just fine with living in it, um, which is kind of sad. But like you said, the Bucks and the Packers, they just look they look terrible. Yeah, I mean, they lost to the Panthers and only scored three points. So it just mm-hmm. goes to show, like, how, how bad they're doing. And, like, they're completely healthy. Like, they have nobody out that they would really need. Like, mm-hmm. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, those guys are all healthy. So I don't I don't know what, what they're going to do at this point. So the Giants, they continue to impress. They're 6-1. and one. I thought that the Jags game would be a trap game for them and they would lose, but – they, they beat them. It was a close game again. I don't think they've won one single, like, blowout game. All their games have been super close. But, hey, they're winning. Uh, and Absolutely. As long as Saquon can stay healthy and Brian Dable keeps coaching the way he's coaching, I, I think they might get into that wild card. I don't think they'll win the division over the Eagles, but, you know, I think they'll get that wild card spot or one of them. Definitely. Definitely. So the AFC West, um, we're far enough into the season now where, where we can just accept that this is how these teams are. Uh, the AFC West is garbage. It is. It I, is I would not I good. would have to agree with you there. We we were going into the season um, thinking that that would be like one of the best divisions, if not the best division of all time. And here we are. the The Chiefs are five and two. The Chargers are four and three. Just getting finishing off, getting smacked by the Seahawks. Raiders are two and four and the Broncos are two and five. And they're both those, both those teams are looking terrible. The Broncos, I mean, it's just, we're through seven, we're through seven weeks and it's, it's long enough now we're midway through the season. So we got to quit saying that they'll get better because it's it's not looking good for sure. They they played, they played this way long enough that it's just how it's, it's just how these teams are at this point. Mm So, uh, Lastly, uh, the Patriots went with Bailey Zappi again in the Bears game. Uh, Mac Jones got a couple couple drives, really didn't play well, and threw an interception. 
and they bring in Bailey Zappi, who has a first, has a good first couple drives, throws a touchdown, and then hands off to Ramondre Stevenson for a touchdown. But after that, it really wasn't that good. Didn't get in the end zone again after that, and he threw two interceptions, and the Bears ended up winning 33-14. So I think uh, from now going forward, Mac Jones will be back in the starting position. And some people are saying that, Mac Jones' interception he threw might have hit the wire of the of the sky cam, and if you saw the video, it looks it looks like it might have. So I don't know if you saw that or not, but yeah, I mean, uh, it kind of sucks, you know. You get thrown back in after injury, and then you get you know a couple drives, and you make one mistake, and you're you're right back on um, just sitting on the bench. But I think the Patriots moving forward with Mac Jones, I feel like um you know you really have to have some stability in that offense so you're really gonna have to choose all right we're going with this guy or we're going with this guy but I think Max their guy and he'll continue to be the guy yeah this is his second year and he took him in the playoffs last year and so I think that it's a smart decision to to you know roll with him and that division is improved the bills are what we thought they were the Dolphins are much approved of the Jets are surprising a lot of people. So definitely, that, definitely. that division is the premier division in the AFC, which is the one that I thought would be the least competitive, which is kind of crazy. Um, so this trade happened, I think, a week ago today. I think it I think it went down like a day after we recorded. But the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey. He ended up playing on Sunday, which is pretty crazy that he was able to understand the playbook that well. Didn't play a lot, but he was able to get, I think, uh, like eight or ten touches, something like yeah. that. Played well with the, with the possessions, uh, with the touches he got. Um, the Chiefs ended up exploding and winning that game. I forgot to talk about the Chiefs and the Steelers games. Okay, so let's do that. My bad. Uh, so the Chiefs, uh, you know, like I just said, they they smacked the uh, the 49ers. Um it's like 43 to 22, 24, something like that. 44. They put 44 up on them, which going into the season, this was a defense that or going into this game. This is a defense that was like number one in a lot of defensive metrics. So really impressed that they were able to do that. The only thing I will say is that they started off really slow. They were down 10 to zero. And in a game and in games against the Bills, those marquee teams, they're not going to be able to start off that slow. Defense, I thought, played well, especially because McDuffie is still not in. And neither was Rashad Fenton, I believe. So, uh, but you know, it's smart to hold McDuffie out. He'll like 99% be in after the bye. The Chiefs are on bye this week. They're just trying to get in that extra week off where the whole team's off to make sure he is 100%. So, going into bye week five and two with a division uh, or the schedule that a lot of people were saying was one of the hardest of all time and the hardest in the league, going into the bye five and two is pretty good. So, overall, really good start to the season and a really good game last week. Yeah, so for the Steelers, um, we played the Dolphins, and it was a lot closer than actually I thought it would be. Um, I always pick the Steelers, but sometimes you gotta you gotta look at the reality of things and realize that uh, the Dolphins are probably a more talented team. But honestly, a sixteen to ten loss um, isn't terrible. Um, definitely uh, some late game mistakes by Kenny Pickett that kind of cost of the game but um if you look back on it then um you know you'll see there was there was some plays earlier in the game that definitely could have been made um so i don't know it, it was a lot closer than i thought and um the play calling looked to be better we're we're throwing towards the middle of the field now so um hopefully hopefully it continues to get better yeah for sure a six point loss the dolphins not not terrible can he pick it 
he's learning on the job basically like they mm-hmm. they're done with mitch it, it seems like and Pickett just has to you know make make mistakes and learn as he goes so now that we have that out of the way we'll we'll, we'll keep doing we'll keep going with the news the colts are going to for the foreseeable future, move on to Sam Ellinger, which I I thought was a surprise because that is a surprise uh, because Matt Ryan, even though he's been struggling, I still feel like he gives them their best chance to win at quarterback. Um, you know, he hasn't had the greatest offensive line play and he's already not an immobile or not a mobile quarterback. And so whenever you have a bad offensive line and a, not a very good quarterback, it's uh, or not a very, not very mobile quarterback. It's not a recipe for success. Sam Ellinger, I will say, he is not a rookie. He's a second-year player, so he sat behind uh, the starter for a year now, a year and a half. I will say that the first year he was by Carson Wentz, so, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, there could be a little bit of a question there. But, you know, we'll see how he does. He he was going to start this week anyway because Matt Ryan is injured. Uh, but if he plays well, no reason to, to, to move away from that because they were off to a rocky start. Uh, some unfortunate news here. Brees Hall, he's out for the season. Uh, he tore his ACL in the game that the Jets played last week, and he's out for the year. They The Jets responded immediately and traded for James Robinson. I expect Sunday he will – they play the Packers, I think, in London on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I think that's who they play. Um, and I expect Michael Carter to be the main guy, but – as the season goes along, I think we'll see more and more James Robinson, and they'll restore that kind of run, good running back duo that they had before. Absolutely. And, I mean, you always hate to see young talent go down with injuries, especially um, an ACL like this one where uh, rehab is going to take, um, you know, the rest of the season and and most of the offseason. Uh, but I do expect him to bounce back and, and – you know, I think the Jets did the right thing where they're like, okay, we're in win mode, you know, we're winning games, like, let's, let's continue um, to try to try to compete. And so um, doing that trade was was reasonable for them. Yeah, and that gives Travis Etienne the, the brains as the main back in Jacksonville. So I know a lot of Jacksonville fans and Etienne himself has been waiting for that. Absolutely. Uh, so two contenders here making trades to try and uh, maximize their chances for a Super Bowl. First off, the Eagles trading for Robert Quinn. That defense is already really good, and they add an elite pass rusher. So that's that makes the Eagles a lot more scary, uh, especially on defense, man. That's, that's a really good trade. Robert Quinn is somebody who I kind of wanted the Chiefs to get because the Chiefs could use some some good edge pressure, especially now because their, their edge depth is – going to be even more tested with Frank Clark being suspended for two games. So I don't know who we, what kind of guys we have on the edge besides yeah. Loftus. So it could be, it could be a little interesting there. Uh, so he, he'll be a great addition for the Eagles defense. I, I think he'll play really well. And lastly, the chiefs, they uh, trade for Kadarius Tony. He's the guy that coming into the league drew some comparisons to Tyreek Hill. He's great with the ball. He's great getting yards after the catch. Uh, he was just in a system with a quarterback that didn't really benefit him too much, and he had some injury problems. So I think that if he could stay healthy and uh, the Chiefs will you know, use him because sometimes they get guys and they must not pan out in practice or whatever because they don't really get the ball thrown to them in the games. 
He'll be a great addition. And I think with uh, the Chiefs clearing up $3.5 million of cap space, I think they 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 do a little bit more than this. I think they have at least a couple more moves in mind, uh, maybe on defense. Um, not, not sure yet, maybe to get Odell, but I don't know. I think that their receiver room is so full that Kadarius Tony might be I don't, they may not be too confident they're going to get Odell. Maybe they will and shock me. I, I don't know. But at the very least, Kadarius Tony is a very, very good signing, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And it has came out. Um, Kadarius Tony uh, tweeted out. It recently has been deleted. This is good for Chiefs fans. Um, basically said I wasn't hurt. Um, I just wouldn't give any updates to the Giants medical staff uh, so they could clear me. Um, so going forward, that looks good for Chiefs fans. Hopefully he leaves the drama in New York. Um, yeah, but, that's the only thing. Um, if if he is healthy, then um, hopefully they can they can throw him in the lineup within the next uh, one or two weeks. Yeah, the Chiefs are on by, so that that helps. He'll have the whole week to get uh, accustomed to the playbook, and maybe he'll be able to uh, start the first game that the Chiefs play, or at least get a lot of snaps. Um, so let's go ahead and talk Week Eight. Oh, we got the week eight pick them here. Mm-hmm. I was seven and seven in week seven. Um, so that brings my overall record to 61 and 47. I was yet again eight and six. Um, I think that's three weeks in a row. I've been eight and six. So so let me pull up the the week seven uh, week, whatever it is, schedule. Uh I forgot to do that again. Okay, so here we go. Ravens and Buccaneers, they already played, but I we did this before the game. I had the Ravens winning that one. so I also had the Ravens. Uh, yeah, Broncos, Jags. You know, I just – I said it earlier, you know, Russell Wilson is going to play this game, but it's time to stop saying that these teams are going to get better because obviously they're not going to. So I'm picking the Jags to win this one, even with Russell Wilson. I'm picking the Jags as well. Uh, Dolphins, Lions. Lions uh, – you know, they're a fun team to watch. They got a lot of playmakers. They just have they're just very young and they have no defense. So I'm going with the Dolphins. I'm also Dolphins. Okay. Uh Falcons, Panthers. Panthers are coming off that win against the Buccaneers. Um they, by no means are they a good team. So I expect them to come back down to earth here and lose to the Falcons. I I would agree there. Uh Cardinals, Vikings. I think the Vikings get a loss here. They're they really haven't been tested a whole lot. Uh, their one loss is to the Eagles. So, and the the Panther or the Cardinals with with DeAndre Hopkins, they're much improved on offense. I think that he will uh, he will propel them to a win, and the Vikings take their second loss in the season. I have the Vikings winning this one. Um, I think they're they're a talented team, and like you said, they're only lost to the Eagles, which is a very talented team. Um, but I have the Vikings. Yeah, I just you know I think that this is a uh, well we've. We've uh, saw there's there's a lot of upsets in this, so mm-hmm. you know we Definitely. gotta got gotta try and pick some. And I think the Cardinals, uh, despite the record not being good, it's under five hundred. I think with DeAndre Hopkins, they, he kind of changes their whole team. So I think that they'll pull this one out. Uh, Bears Cowboys Bears put up thirty three points last week, which was super surprising. But Cowboys, you know, coming into the season, I was not very high on the Cowboys defense, but they proved me wrong. Uh, they're they're a really good unit, and so I think that the Cowboys win this one on the back of their defense. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go ahead and agree. I think the Cowboys uh, win this one pretty handily. Uh, Raiders Saints, you know, the Raiders or the Saints have a good defense. Uh, I don't think it's as good as in years past, but offensively they're just not very good. So I have the Raiders winning this game. I have the Raiders as well. 
Uh, Steelers, Eagles, <laughs> you know, Gavin, uh, you picked the Steelers to beat the Bucks, and at the time I disagreed with you. And here I think we're, we might disagree again, but I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I, I uh, <laughs> feel like I have to. I feel like the Steelers might pull it out. You know, play calling's getting better. Could, uh, could, could get an upset, surprise a lot of people. Hey, I I would love it. I would love it because then the Eagles wouldn't be the – we would have no undefeated teams left. So, uh, Patriots-Jets. Uh, I think the Jets are better than Patriots this year. I really think they are. I uh, I know, originally I originally picked the, the Patriots here, and then I was like, oh, shoot. Actually, no, I'm going with the Jets. Yeah. Brees Hall is out, so we'll see if Michael Carter could be the number one guy because I think James Robinson is not going to be uh, that – that featured in this offense this this first week he's on the team uh but i i still i'm still rolling with the jets i mean their defense is really solid it's a lot better than i thought they'd be and it's been carrying them as uh you know zach wilson's just been pretty much a game manager on the, on the back of the defense in the run game so definitely titans texans i got the titans texans are not a good football team so <laughs> i would agree there uh, Giants Seahawks uh, got an, another upset here. Uh, the Giants, I just have a, I've had a hard time believing they're going to start six and one, but seven and one is crazy. And the Seahawks have been overperforming a little bit, uh, so I think I'm going to go with the Seahawks to get give the Giants their second loss. Last week, I did not ride the Seahawk train, and I was uh, proved wrong. So I'm going to hop back on the Seahawks train and uh, ride ride it ride it and hope for a win against uh, New York. Yeah, Seahawks have just just destroyed the Chargers. Yeah. Like, they just smoked them. Uh, Colts Commanders, Sam Ellinger's debut, or starting debut. Uh, He is playing mediocre defense. Uh, I think he wins his his debut. Commanders aren't that good. Uh, And I think that rookies a lot of times start off really good because there's not a lot of tape on them. Defenses don't really know how to attack them. And so I think the Colts pull this one out. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the commanders here. I think uh I think the I think the commanders defense gets it done just enough. Um we always talk about how good their defense is, um, but obviously it, it doesn't pan out that way most of the time. But hopefully they get it done here and we're rolling with the commanders. Yeah, they were able to to hold on to that late game win against the Packers. So maybe maybe they'll surprise me. Uh, 49ers Rams. I believe they played already in the 49ers won that game. Uh, this one is in SoFi Stadium, but I'm going to pick the 49ers to win again, uh, get the sweep, the season series sweep on the Rams. The reason being the Rams just don't look that great. Uh, and, you know, the 49ers have one of the best pass rushes in the league and their offensive line is not good. Plus they add Christian McCaffrey, who – you know, say what you want about how many picks they gave up for a running back that can be injury prone at times, and he's on one of the most injury prone teams in the league now. Mm-hmm. But I think the 49ers get us get another win here against the Rams. I would agree. I think the 49ers are tough, and the Rams really haven't lived up to expectation this year. So I'm 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 going with the 49ers. Yeah. So the Bills, Packers. Um, you know, Packers. You know, it's time to stop. For me, it's time to stop them to stop saying they will improve because until they start doing it. Uh, so I'm going with the Bills. I mean, the Bills are just really good. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills too. Um, any other year, this would be like a highlight game. Like, yeah, I mean, it is prime time, but I'm I'm, I'm rolling with the Bills here. 
So Bengals Browns, uh, you know, I forgot to mention this in the news because it happened yesterday, but Jamar Chase, he's out for at least four weeks. Four, yeah, uh, four to six. Four, yeah, so could potentially, uh, you know, slow down the Bengals offense a little bit, but they still have a lot of talented receivers and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Don't forget about Joe Mixon out of the backfield. So I'm going to go with the Bengals, uh, the Browns, you know, until Deshaun Watson gets there, they're just average, if that. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm still rolling with the Bengals here. Okay, so let's talk ALDS, or ALCS, I should say. Uh, this will be our MLB segment for the day. You know, we're recording this on Friday. We'll probably post it right away, so the World Series starts tonight. And the Yankees, unfortunately, will not be playing in it. They, are, they were swept in four games by the Astros. And it was not a good series. It was just straight up not a good series. Uh, the at, at no point in this series that I think the Yankees were going to win. You know, at the beginning of the series, I thought they would. Ha- they had a chance. You know, if things went re- well for them, went down 2-0 in Houston. I was like, well, you know, game three, we've got Garrett Cole pitching. Game four, we'll have Nestor Cortez. Both games in Yankee Stadium. Maybe we can take those, take those two, tie up the series, and then we'll go be going back to Houston with the tie series. So didn't happen. It uh, started off. Okay. They got a quick first inning, but then inning number two, they uh, had a miscommunication between Bader and judge ball drops with two outs should have been the ending uh, inning ender. But then the next inning uh, they hit a two run home home run. And they, it was just kind of, kind of smooth sailing for the Astros from there. You know, Aaron Boone said it best uh, a couple months ago and they were going through their slump, their uh, slump, uh, when you don't hit the ball, it's hard to win. Uh, you know, it's a simple, it's a simple quote, but you know, it's true. And the Yankees could not hit the ball in the series. You know, Rizzo had a good series. He was putting together good at bats. Bader had a good series. Stanton, although his average wasn't that great, he was putting together good at bats. You know, don't want to hark on Judge too much because he had a phenomenal season, but he's the best player. Basically disappeared in the playoffs, but also on the on the same on the other hand, you got to have some other guys step up. And the, the bottom of their order was completely non-existent all throughout the season and in the playoffs. Not to say the Astros aren't a good team, but the Yankees could have played a lot better uh, to lose four four games to nothing to a team that you've already lost to in the last two times you played them in the playoffs. is kind of embarrassing. And to make matters worse, Aaron Judge has unfollowed the Yankees on uh, oh, Instagrams. No. So that was a good way to start my morning. Uh, you know, it does a lot of times it doesn't mean a lot. But it certainly can't mean anything good, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully the Yankees can, can bring him back. I think it's going to be for an insane amount of money. And the Giants have basically said they're they're not going to be outbid. They're gonna they're gonna give him the best offer. So that kind of scares me a little bit. Really don't want him to lead the team. But if if he does, you know that clears up some cap. You know there is no cap, there is no cap salary cap in the MLB with that. Clears up some money that they can put elsewhere if you want to Definitely. try to find a silver lining. But I just prefer not to lose Judge, so hopefully they don't. Uh, let's talk a little NBA. The Lakers are garbage. They're 0-4. Uh, just not a very good team. But, you know, it's not all Russ. You know, I'm going to defend Russ here. We we really went crazy on him last off or last season. You know, while Russ is a large part of the problem, I will admit that it is not all on him. Nobody no. on this team. It's not all on him. Um, 
I can't remember. It was a clip on one of those sports shows. And, you know, it basically said, you want, you want LeBron to do good. You have to surround it by shooters. I mean, that's, that's how it's always been. Um, and, and Russ is not a shooter by any imagination ever. Um, and so, you know, when you do go look back at LeBron's, um, uh, past, you know, great seasons, you, you, you see shooters. Um, and now, you know, you don't really see shooters. Anthony Davis, you can tell he, I mean, he didn't really work at all this off season. You know, he said that at the beginning of the year and, um, I believe LeBron uh, posted something on Instagram. It's with the caption, like uh, how long are they going to take advantage of you or how long are they going to doubt you or something like that? Um, You know, I think, I think it was kind of directed towards the Lakers organization, Um, but he was the one that came out in the off season and said that they were going to, they were going to roll with this lineup. So. Yeah. The, whatever, whenever the Lakers traded for, uh, Russ, you know, some people just saw the name and thought that it would be a good fit, but he's just not a good fit for LeBron James. Uh, mm-hmm. LeBron, like you said, he needs shooters. Uh, Russell Westbrook is not a shooter. Uh, Anthony Davis is has really struggled from three since going to the Lakers. They have nobody on this team that could consistently hit threes there. Right now, they are the worst three-point shooting team in history. Mm-hmm. And this was on – this is a screenshot I took on Monday. Um, the Lakers point guards, uh, you know, this has changed a little bit, but it's still pretty crazy how this was a fact at one point. The Lakers point guards for this season are shooting a combined 26% from the field and 18% from three. Uh, keep in mind, this was on Monday. Uh, Westbrook was one for 12 from three. Pat Bev had uh, 12 fouls and three baskets. And Kendrick Nunn was a minus 44 in 44 minutes. So that's a – it's just the guard play in general. I I, I don't know why they got Beverly. I got to be honest. They, they they need shooters, and so they go get Patrick Beverly. Like, yeah. Doesn't quite they, make sense there. The defense was a, was a problem as well, but I'd prioritize shooting. If you can't score – you can't you can't win and no especially especially in today's nba if you can't shoot the three ball you can't win with how many teams are really good at shooting threes i understand if you can't stop anybody it's hard to but i mean they've got lebron and davis who are pretty good defenders they're just i think right now they're just kind of like man what are we doing like yeah cuz those are those are two really really good players and they're just not surrounded with the talent they need and you know and I'm, it's it's really unfortunate because you know, you kind of look at uh, Russell to get traded, but he's, you know, it's kind of like Ben Simmons uh, two years ago. He, he's just tanked his value so much that the Lakers really aren't going to get, um, you know, something out of it because no one wants to take on that contract. And and Westbrook's looked not like average. Like he looks bad. The Lakers GM has a six-year contract. He recently was extended. So he's playing a long game here. So, I don't think it's likely, but I think there's an outside chance that LeBron is moved by the end before the end of the trade deadline. I know it sounds crazy, but I could see it's either him or Davis. And if Mm -hmm. you're going to trade one of them, you might as well trade both of them because you're blowing stuff up. I really think they could blow it up, Um, trade those two, get as many young players and picks as you can, and then trade Westbrook for whatever you can manage to get. And just roll with it. And maybe it'll work. I mean, the Utah Jazz traded everybody in there 4-1. Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> so uh it's it's I would hate to be the Lakers GM because it's a mess. He's gotta he's gotta go through here. Uh he get off to a rough start. They uh they're two and four. They started off with four home games and they were one and three in those games, so not really the best way you want to start off your season. They do beat the uh Trailblazers a couple of nights ago who were three and oh at the time, lose to the Lakers or not the Lakers, the Warriors last night. Uh, one thing I will say is that Oladipo, who I thought would be a large part of this this offense and the bench unit, has not played yet. Uh, so I, I don't really know what the story is on him because I thought coming into the year he, he was healthy. I said mm-hmm. on, 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 a, on a podcast that he was – this was his first healthy offseason, so I don't really know what's happening there. Uh, the He got to trade Dwayne Denman. He is – when they first got him, he was a good backup center for Bam. But at this point, he's just a walking foul like – I think he had like two illegal screens and like in three or four positions, something like that. Like, oh, well, yeah, he can't like his he's got a big illegal screen problem. Like if you watch he games, it's annoying. He sets illegal screens all the time. And I don't understand how hard it is to just not move. Yeah, like I don't. But and he's he gets a lot of other fouls, too. So I think they do have to have training him in mind. They gave him a bigger contract with an inflated salary that he's probably not worth to try and get a better player that to make the salaries match. Um, so I think he will get moved he, since he was re-signed though. He can't get moved until like January 15th. Yeah. So I think, I think the heat are going to kind of be around 500 team. And then maybe after the trade deadline, you know, try and uh, pick things up with some better players. Uh, we'll start off with, or we'll end off with a couple of teams uh, that are not playing well, either the nets and the 76ers. You know, the Nets, I think a lot of it is just trying to play together. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Ben no, Simmons definitely. hasn't played. Ben Simmons didn't play all of last year. He hasn't played since summer of 2021. Um, and the, so I think a lot of it is just playing together. Um, hopefully they can get that improved because Ben Simmons has had a lot of fouls. He's not being very aggressive. And, you know, I think he'll get, I think he'll get better, though. Uh, the Sixers, uh, there's one and three. I'm just going to say it now. As as even if they do turn things around, the 76ers are not winning a championship. James Harden no. does not play a James Harden does not play a winning style of basketball. All the all this team does is just isolate with Joel Embiid and James Harden. When you get into the playoffs, it doesn't work because you're facing mm-hmm. the best defensive teams. They know how to stop that. In the regular season, it leads to a lot of wins because you play a lot of teams who can't stop it. But when James Harden sits there and dribbles the ball, you know, twice as much as the entire team chucks up a three. I don't care how many times it goes in. It's not a winning championship style of basketball. So, yeah. you know, they, and they started off bad. So maybe they'll have to, you know, figure something Change out offensively. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So in the Jazz, we mentioned they're four and one. I mean, I don't really know how. <laughs> I got to be honest. I have no idea how they're four and one. I really thought they would tank. Uh, but I guess. You know, I think something needs to be said about players not playing well to bring in a player who potentially could replace them. Yeah. I think there is something to be said about that. Uh, but I'm just surprised that the coaches aren't like putting out just like bad lineups out there. Uh, but Adam Silver has said the teams will do that. That do that will be punished. So maybe that's part of it. And they're just playing. They're just trying to play hard. Uh, Definitely. You know, they had no they had no expectations coming into the season. So maybe that goes into it. The young players are like nobody expects us to win. We're going to play hard for each other. We're going to. Prove them wrong. You know, maybe something has to be said about that. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think I think that's that's all we got. Um, next week we will have uh Albany Warrior on um to interview. I believe it's gonna be Porter Davis. Um 
um, as they travel to East Atchison um, for their first round district matchup. Um, and yeah, we're excited for them. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed Brett. Any last words? Yeah. I just want to say about the whole uh, thing about the interview. We wanted to do that this week, but with Albany not playing until next week, uh, we just thought that it might be better to wait until it's closer to game time. Mm-hmm. So sorry that we said we would have somebody, uh, this week. Uh, but we, we are going to have somebody on before districts, no doubt. Definitely. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.